Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome to a new Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you from a rather weirdly chilly day in Houston. I mean, I shouldn't say this. This winter has been so cold for Houston. And uh, together with me is our first celebrity guest, Sunanda Vashisht. Thank you. <laughs> I, I say celebrity guest because column <laughs> it's everywhere, including on Sushma Swaraj's timeline. Okay, thank so you. So her response to Sadanand Dhume, we'll discuss uh, about that later. And uh, we're re- very pleased to... Um, you have uh, Kartike Tanna, uh, lawyer, uh, author, columnist, joining us uh, on the phone line. Uh, as like we promised last week, we would have a great guest this week and we have Kartike on. So welcome to Mind Podcast, Kartike. Thank you. Thank you, Adit. Uh, I really appreciate you having me here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, like I was joking with Kartike before the podcast and Sunanda. Uh, well, first of all, since it's 14th January, greetings on Makar Sangranti, Uttarayan. Uh, Lodi was yesterday. Lodi was yesterday. Lodi di lak lak vadaiyan. Yeah, Bihu is today. Bihu is today. <laughs> so so yeah. entire India is celebrating. Celebrating today. And like I said, when two Gujaratis and two Amdavadis are talking about Uttarayan, I don't know what you're doing here. Sunanda. I don't know what a Kashmiri is doing right now here. <laughs> but I did get her, I did get her some Gujarati food today. So she's yes. Half Gujarati now. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm born again Gujarati. Thanks. Sadly, so it's so cold in Houston because today we are still said there. There is sky flying in Houston too, but it's there so is sky cold. Flying, but it's I cold. don't want to brave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, getting to the news of the week, uh, where uh, there are, there were several issues that dominated uh, the news this week. Uh, ironically, I took a four day break, and so that said everything seemed to happen within those four days. Everything fell apart in those four <laughs> um, days that you decided to take off. Uh, since four is the magic number, let's start with that. Four judges had a press conference, um, which dominated the news, uh, which we're going to talk to Karthik. On a lighter note, I have a question: when judges fly amongst each other who solves who resolves the problem Arnab Goswami Achha, Ar- <laughs> okay Arnab Goswami resolves oh. the problem <laughs> I mean is there even a question of course <laughs> but anyway on a serious note this was unprecedented <coughs> in the history uh, of modern India let me India just go over what, what yes. happened uh, and a couple of things yes. and the other was the Sadanand Dhume column which uh, made the news which to which you responded and stuff uh, it was just a column but it was everywhere on social media and then you know Sushma Swaraj's subsequent response and everything then there were also um, uh, um, Trump used the word shitholes allegedly <laughs> and that made the news uh, because I saw a lot of tweets from a lot of uh, African tweeters to tweeting you know uh, about stuff I mean he's from one controversy to the other Uh, his tax plan is in the news again and then I don't know anything else that dominated the news in India this was pretty much it the um, judicial um, and then uh, last last week we mentioned about it uh, the Quint piece we didn't get a chance to talk about it but uh, we'll spend the last few minutes talking about about that Quint piece as well that Quint piece as well we can do that or the non-piece because since they pulled it down without uh, so much of an explanation so anyways let's uh, kick things off Uh, Sunanda you want to just brief and then bring Karthike in on this no I just we just woke up two days ago and um, it seems four senior judges of um, Supreme Court had uh, a press conference which was something extraordinary because this has never happened uh, before and the things they said they basically said that they had lost confidence in uh, Deepak Mistra, um, Chief Justice of India and it seemed the whole thing was about the allotment of 
cases was not happening to these senior judges. Apparently, seniority is a big thing, which Karthike will probably, um, you know, enlighten us about. Is a big thing in that world, um, and it seemed that they were very unhappy with the way the cases were allotted, and they said that the democracy was, um, you know, suddenly democracy khatre mein hai types. You know, it's not working, and something is happening. So, Karthike, give us a brief overview of what happened that day uh, and how do you view it uh, sure so as per established supreme court precedent the, the chief justice is the master of the roles a master of the roster so to speak which essentially means that um, which bench decides which case um, or hears which case is primarily and predominantly decided by the chief justice now what these four judges were protesting against initially when the news came out you know when there was no subtext because the letter doesn't specify any any case in particular or any cases in particular so oh, the, the the note of that press conference was that uh, senior judges are not being assigned uh, specific cases and that some cases that are politically sensitive are being assigned to so-called junior judges. Now, um, during the press conference, what was weird and, and what started unraveling this uh, this rather shocking press conference, bit by bit, was someone asking a question to, I think, Justice Gogoi, or possibly to all the four judges, that is this in reference to the death of Justice Loya? And now Justice Lawyer was a judge in, in Mumbai, mm. and he was the one hearing uh, the, the, the case against uh, Amit Shah and Surabuddin's fake encounter. Uh, and, and he passed away uh, during the pendency of the case. So, uh, and there was an article in, in the caravan, um, you know, which I call a, a radical left pamphlet, uh, that insinuated um, one question Akartike, just one question yeah. if caravan is radically left then what is the wire <laughs> sorry uh, I have to sorry, put that go, in. Ahead. go ahead they're all they're all uh, yeah, no. the radicality is different it had, had insinuated um, something murky behind the death of justice lawyer mm -hmm. um, so someone asked one of the judges that you know are you referring to the the case uh, in uh, that that seeks to investigate Justice Loya's death and oh. Justice Gogoi, uh, <coughs> so it happens, uh, said yes, uh, it is about that case. And then it was followed, if you see the press conference uh, carefully, um, Justice Chalameshwar uh, murmurs in his ears or towards him that, you know, it's also about other cases. Mm -hmm. So that's what indicated first up that what, uh, what, prompted or what motivated this. Now let me go back, let me just go back a little bit. Hmm. Issues in regard to assignment of cases to judges have always been there. But hmm. this is the first time, at least in recent history that I remember, at least since I was born, that uh, judges of the Supreme Court, senior judges of the Supreme Court come out in protest against the way in which cases are being assigned, the timing of it, the way it happened, it, it undoubtedly made it suspect. And then one slowly facts started unraveling. Mm -hmm. So you had first Justice Gogoi, um, you know, ending up saying, yes, it is about Justice Loya's case. Then you had Justice Chalameshwar visiting, or rather D. Raja, the, the, the communist leader, leader. visiting 
Justice Chalameshwar's residence right after the press conference, and and you and you cannot help but think that the the ostensible motive behind this press conference isn't what it actually was. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you know, I, I was telling Sunanda uh, this earlier, and I tweeted about it also. That it was not as I mean, of course, what the points you raised are very valid, but it's also about which people were drawing inferences from these press the press conference. There were people on uh, the usual suspects, some journalists and stuff, drawing inferences and saying statements that the judges had not even made, but like coming to their own conclusions based on a statement that was made by the. judges and then of the most bizarre thing was indira jaising landed up as at the press conference and started asking questions to the judges in the avatar of a reporter apparently no, 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 i don't understand which avatar she plays because sometimes she is an activist sometimes she is a lawyer sometimes she is a reporter she is always um, well against the government at the present government except when she is the asg in the upa2 Right? Yes, <laughs> but, but you know, since since you brought up India, Jaising, and this is a, this is a very interesting fact that came out the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a Times Now expose where uh, Tehsin Punawala, I think he's the petitioner that is trying to investigate uh, Justice Lohar's death. Mm-hmm. He ended up exposing on Times Now. I would say it's an expose yeah. um, that. uh dushan dave the the senior advocate that he um sought to represent him mm. was furious at uh, at tehsin for you know for not uh, agreeing to transfer the case from the judge that was assigned this case mm. um and and there were texts that were released on 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 times now um and and in one news report i read that after dushan dave just walked off because uh, because tehsin did not agree to what dushan dave wanted in terms of strategy <coughs> uh, tehsin uh, also approached indira jaising and she also tried to persuade him to to not um, to 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 protest or to or to make a move against uh, this particular bench justice mishra deciding mm. um, this or hearing this case and and then you obviously had dushan dave clarifying that you know justice mishra i mean making an an absurd insinuation without any any evidence of course that justice mishra is close to the bjp yeah uh, so so if you put all of that into perspective and then of course you had the congress press conference mm. where rahul gandhi uh, you know immediately latched on to justice <laughs> lawyer and, and now you have today you have justice lawyer stan obviously mm. clarifying everything yeah. um it, it, but you you can't <laughs> you can't avoid making a connection between all the events that happened in the jaising presence over there uh, the history behind um, mm. you know two senior advocates trying to ask testing to 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 not agree that this case be heard before a particular bench mm-hmm. uh, so it seemed first up that the four judges were protesting against a <coughs> bench fixing by the mm-hmm. so called ruling establishment but if you If you look at it now in retrospect it seemed like uh, I don't know if the judges were uh, you know were, were misled or the or they had a misunderstanding regarding this but it seems like there was an attempt by people outside the judiciary hmm. uh, to to make sure that cases of a politically sensitive nature are heard by judges that they want yeah. uh, the the case to be heard by and and hmm. that and that's a worrying trend because there's still this lobby and the cabal whatever you call it yeah. that is trying to utilize certain sections of the judiciary and and trying to manipulate uh into into ensuring that they get headline um hmm. 
they get headlines in in the lead up to the 20, 2019 election and, and and you and you saw that pattern during the upa rule with the with the 2002 riots and the fake encounter cases where there was a lot of judicial travesty yes mm. uh, and 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 you see attempts at that um, being made again through something uh, you know, in in a way that's as unfortunate as as how it unraveled two days ago. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> on a lighter note, Karthike, uh, me, you, and a lot of Gujarat watchers would know that Dushyant Dave is as neutral as Akar Patel. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, he 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 has rather made his uh, dislike for Modi apparent. Uh, yeah. so, so we know that. But what's what's worrying is, you know. Um, no, but it no. also it also matters now. When you said when you accuse a CGI of or just say allegedly even say that of insinuate political motives, you have to see from that that where that person is coming from as well. If if say he if he is being consistent in opposing both sides or not express a view for the other side, then that maybe that uh, insinuation may have some credibility. But when he himself has you know has a baggage, yeah, has baggage, then you know it what it lacks credibility. But I have a question for you, uh, Karthike. You, uh, when you were speaking about this um, quote-unquote bench fixing, uh, you said this is not something new. It is not something unheard of, maybe in legal circles, maybe ordinary people like us never knew about it. But you do, you did indicate that, you know, there were uh, rumors of bench fixing uh, going on before also. How have judges before this handled this? How have courts handled this? this bench fixing charge and why did it come to this so, that it had you know I mean, they had to come before the media that's, yeah, that's i mean that's a valid question so there is there has been no public news about this of course because if, if there was then you know then it would have been a controversy then, then what happened two days ago wouldn't yes. have been the first time that something like this happened right uh, but but obviously being in the know of things the the way it's worked out is that there is um uh, that it's it's worked out between the judges behind closed doors. If there is some kind of an interference of this type of, if there is some kind of a selective assignment of specific cases to a specific bench to get uh, a certain outcome, uh, it's um, it's it's these issues are resolved behind closed doors. And unfortunately, this is this is you know this is one of the offshoots of a collegium system, which is mm. um, someone remarked it's more opaque than than the, the process to select the vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because the entire process behind the selection and the appointment of judges is so opaque, mm. Um, mm. you you never get to know these mechanisms, you know, in in public or or in news. And therefore, you know, I would also be a little careful in 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 giving any illustrations, but. It, this issue hasn't been the f it, this is not the first time this issue has happened about yeah. judge, some judges not being happy about being given uh, cases of importance mm. so the, there was a nice article by uh, R. Jagannathan and, and I think that hits the crux of w why the judges were revolting I wouldn't ascribe any political motive to the judges uh, mm -hmm. they might have become victims of a political process by people outside the judiciary mm. but mm. I think what the four judges were trying to do is reassert their power um, and, 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 and insist that cases of, you know, high importance or sensitivity be allotted to them, which is a worrying thing um, because it's well established that the Chief Justice has the authority to, uh, to assign cases and, and the next Chief Justice is going to be, going to be Justice Gogoi. Yeah. What if, uh, you know, 
these protests are, are a frequent thing. And, mm-hmm. and then you and, and then you have a situation where you know people start losing hope in the judiciary as well because of these petty mm-hmm. fights between. No, them. because this. No, so what happens is that people now think um, people like me would think that the verdict on a case would depend on the judge I get. Hmm. That should not how judiciary should work ideally in a democracy. Hmm. It should not. It totally should not. And, yeah. and, and you know, what, what my objection to what the judges were saying is that how does it matter if a case is assigned to a junior judge? Yeah. What What do you mean junior? Yeah. If, if someone is is appointed to the Supreme Court, that He's person has a yeah. level of standing. Yeah. He might be young. He or she might be younger than uh, you know the other judges who are uh, you know who are about to retire, but. But they still have a level. They still yeah. have, uh, you know, that acumen, uh, the judicial acumen uh, to hear cases and be impartial. And Karthike, yeah. you and know, I, I didn't get that. If because the, the argument of the four judges was that the chief justice might be under president, you know, might be um, uh, in charge of deciding who uh, hears what case. But he is only, uh, you know, that there is equality between the the five judges. Well, in that case, how, how do those judges make an issue about you know juniority and seniority? Yeah. No, and and that's uh, this that's whole this whole no, and this whole line about junior senior is so archaic. And um, the 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 ironic thing is that some of the journalists who are uh, clapping happily claim themselves came to be progressive. So I don't understand why were they not uh, protesting at this language used as well. And the and and like i said earlier i think uh, it's <clears throat> not um, much about more about the statements of course it is about the statement but the inferences that were drawn from people like what you were saying political inferences maybe they did not make political statements maybe they were trying to make uh, statements which were more of an indictment of the process than or indictment should be a wrong word a criticism of the process let me like put it that way but but then uh, sunandai and i think this begs the question moving forward see there are there are two ways to look at it right one way is you go go at over completely overarching reform or the judges advocate that which or, they don't like which they, they don't, don't like they so, don't you know so njac they, is a good example they of re- how they brought the down they do not if really i if i if i were to say you know the press conference almost seems that hame reform chahiye but thoda bahut jitna hame no 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 but the way we will decide it they ah, don't the way, like the as i said the sunlight is the best disinfectant um i had written it somewhere but the judiciary in india at the moment does not want the sunlight on itself it does not want to disinfect itself it does not want to be open to any kind of feedback loop they want to so, decide the transparency of yeah, the process so above. um you know uh, so there is a problem there so i don't know how judicial reforms have long been pending and, and let's not make blanket statements about judiciary also we are talking about four supreme court judges right now yeah there are four. 25 huh. yeah so that's so, i just want to put in a caveat as well but there are the four senior most judges no, no, of that's course sure. but i'm saying that there are judges who might hold a different view there are high court judges who might have a different, different view, view you know yeah. about judicial You know, at this point, at, at this point, uh, we need to also mention that there were some tweets by some commentators that, uh, yeah, they obviously wanted to tweet in support of this conference because the the outcome of or one of the outcomes of the conference was supporting them politically. So the statements that they made, but obviously they, they didn't want to state their political preferences clearly. Mm-hmm. So, so the way they defended this press conference was that. um that this is a bold move by judges uh, in favor of transparency i don't think so this is not transparency this is the four judges want 
uh, equal or, or possibly more power, mm-hmm. uh, but without without the sunlight being the disinfectant on them, without them reforming the whole system of the uh, of, of selection of, yeah. of judges. Yeah. You know, if if you think about it, only Justice Jalameshwar, uh, he was the only judge in 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 those uh, judges that that actually decided in favor of, of the NJSC in, yes. in, in the case. That, Everyone that else had yeah, college. yeah, I remember that. So, you know, they they this is essentially about wrestling power back and and having the ability to decide uh, or to in fact. You know, um, not let the chief justice decide solely who gets to hear what case. Yeah, yeah. But that is what the collegium. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that what the collegium says that um, chief justice will, as you said, is the master rule. He gets to decide. He has the prerogative. Yes. So then, this is essentially questioning the entire collegium as well. Well, yes, exactly. You you hit the nail on the head. On one hand, they they don't want. Uh, anyone outside the judiciary to decide who gets to be judges. Yes. And on the other hand, they want to approach the media to essentially strong arm the chief justice into submitting it's, to their I will. Mean, so, that's ironical. So, that's why I said it's, 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 it's there are conflicting points here itself. Transparency. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. That, that, that thought can be put into the dustbin. Right. Absolutely. So anyways, to, to wrap things up, I think, uh, Karthik, No, I just wanted said, to um, bring in, uh, quickly say that I think government of India acted very responsibly. They said that this is for the judiciary to decide we are not going to interfere. I thought that was a very very um you know wise move at that point and i don't think they have made any loose statements at all which is a lot to say mm-hmm. for bjp government and spokespersons <laughs> but they haven't made any loose statements mm-hmm. um congress on the other hand jumped into the fray uh, for what reason i don't know ending up politicizing the whole thing but that's for uh, you know we'll see how that goes but what is interesting is that cji hasn't said there were rumors that he will also a- address no, the I'm press he but he hasn't addressed the press which is also heartening it seems that there is some uh, something going on will happen tomorrow now mm. in between and it's heartening to know that at least the top of in in uh, in india at least the topmost leadership does not use twitter as a political tool yes <laughs> unlike in us unlike, unlike US. in us sadly thank god <laughs> so anyways um, so there was a fascinating discussion on part 1 uh, in part 2 we'll also talk a little bit about uh, netanyahu in india because that's yes. a very historic visit as well in part 2 along with the other things that Absolutely. have dominated the news So fascinating uh, discussion on this. Um, I know Karthike has to uh, leave us after the first part of the podcast, but thank you so much, Karthike, uh, for joining us. Uh, we'll we'll have you again on Mind Podcast for sure. Thank this. you so much. We were uh, we were hoping thank that you. this would happen, and I'm glad this happened on an app today. Uh, but but uh, before you go, just a quick uh, qu- in in uh, if, you know ten seconds, just tell uh, just tell how do you see this playing out, and what's like the next the fu- near future supposed. To to hold for this well this is going to fizzle out because oh. uh, you know judges are asking for uh, one thing but they are not ready to change the whole system so this is going to fizzle out eventually i'm sure the chief justice and the judges will will sort the situation and the attorney general's prudence and wisdom will come into play but essentially bottom line is all attempts to fix amit shah are being defeated one after the other mm. and that's obvious 
and i go back to what uh, the the wise old man of indian judiciary as i call him soli sorab ji had to say on uh, in an interview what did he say it, in india today you know that it was it was a sad day the way this all panned out and stuff yeah. and yeah. He, yeah he made he made because no one i mean it was not a moment of triumphalism for the other side or, uh, yeah. as well it was just a sad day i i wish this had played out better because of the way the people drew inferences from yeah. what they said so yeah. <clears throat> but thank you uh, thank you kartike we'll let you go thank you so much for yeah, being you, here and yeah thanks bye bye <laughs> So uh, Sunanda, uh, moving on, I guess uh, to the other issues that dominated. Let's discuss about the Sadarn Dumey Sushma Swaraj piece, and then we move on to foreign policy. Absolutely. So um, uh, first of all, what motivated you to write the column? But I, I sound like an interview journalist. <laughs> no, because give us give us a brief overview of what you read in the piece that was troubling. Because I I know I there are some inferences. Uh, I need to stop using the word inferences. I've used it about a thousand times now. But there are some insinuations you made. Yes. That uh, Sushma Swaraj was not up to the mark. He I used... felt and I was shocked because I have known Sadarn Dumey's work and he has. <laughs> I thought you said I have known Sushma Swaraj's work. No. No, I said I have known Sadanand Dumey's work, and he, you know, I, yeah. he writes uh, whatever he has written. Um, he writes for Wall Street Journal, uh, and occasionally writes for Times of India. But I have never seen. There have been many occasions where I have disagreed with him completely, and I have let him know that I have disagreed with him. But this was the first point, first time I saw him making. personal attacks and that's what got to me so here was someone uh, i mean i have been very critical about this government at times when i have felt there has been critical in fact if you remember my um, readers will also uh, remember that i had actually written a piece on amazon controversy and i had said that it's not for the uh, foreign minister to interfere in that uh, that is also on record so it's not like i there is any you know um, one is trying to whitewash everything but what got to my case was that he was trying to completely negate all the good things that have happened and he was insinuating there was not one piece one particular thing where he was questioning her on her record that's what uh, bothered me so to say someone that you're not erudite enough i mean how do you answer that to tell you that you are not erudite and polished enough to be a foreign minister that got to me then to say tell someone that as a foreign minister you don't have enough knowledge about the world affairs and india's place in it that's how he started it well mr dumey how do you know No, so no, that I think, I, I those were personal um, attacks and that is why i felt that this had to be rebutted not because if he had picked up a few things in the foreign policy and he said okay i don't agree with your nepal thing well and good fair everyone has a right to say that but you cannot go around telling people that you know this is uh, you are not polished enough you are not erudite enough you don't have any knowledge about the world view that's what i felt that this was elitism and snobbery at its no, no, worst absolutely absolutely and, that's what and, I and then, then use the instance that where uh, jaswant singh quoted charles de gaulle right yeah i mean uh, what and very smartly use a nda uh, foreign a minister of course NDA 
फॉर she has truly reached out she reaches out to indians overseas indians yeah. there is a issue with embassies there is issue with uh, you know uh, ironically you had that uh, uh, um, you had an external affairs minister who was uh, when like when he would come here he would only meet the community and stuff for what with social media and stuff she has revolutionize what the role of an external affairs minister should be yeah. and and i like that it's accessible yeah. why is it because we are so used to our ministers and uh, mps coming their roles at us yeah. and and sadan if sadan if that's sadan's criticism that he's they are not rising above the prism and there is too much interaction going yeah. on that's rubbish no the problem is that i i that's what i said i said i diagnose the problem right there i diagnose the problem was that why is she so accessible she is supposed to be in her ivory tower she's only supposed to do book releases and she's only supposed to talk to think tank people and she's not supposed to meet real people hmm. i don't understand adit for the life of me how do you formulate policy without knowing the pulse of your country pulse of india ask manishankar ayer i mean how do you do it i don't understand it and for these people to think even foreign policy for that matter even foreign policy for that matter suppose i am this is hypothetical in caps suppose india were to say tomorrow that okay we give you uh, pakistan we give you siachen <coughs> glacier can you hypothetical guys please don't come um, you know with stones to my house what i am saying is i'm just trying to say when people say that foreign policy has nothing to foreign policy experts don't need to take public opinion suppose somebody uh, government was supposed to do that do you think that government can come to power again in india do you think that government will be allowed so how can you say that foreign policy makers or foreign policy should not be driven by uh, you know um, sentiment close home 
and why should it be that foreign policy does not need to mingle, foreign minister does not mingle, need to mingle with ordinary no, no, people? And, and what, what, I mean, this no, is no, ridiculous. No. And what defines the uh, uh, p- policy? Now, uh, should India's uh, position Israel and Palestine be decided on popular vote? He, whether India should vote, I mean, I, I, I hope some, uh, by that logic, I hope it is so India votes more with Israel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, this is crazy. And because, yes. because when you had the Nehruvian uh, affinity towards Palestine dominating yeah. India's policy for the last 50, 60 years, where uh, Palestine has done absolutely nothing to reciprocate, you had the damn Palestinian ambassador stand with Hafiz Saeed in a rally, Pakistan's yeah. ambassador. So what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's uh, ridiculous. And I think it's time that um, you know a lot in, of this elitism no, no, gets in out fact, of in fact Sunanda what Sadanand says exactly was the problem with Indian foreign policy yes I was just about to say that this non-aligned rubbish that was uh, that was uh, uh, hosted uh, on us had no had, had no public, public uh, support. support that was based on Nehruvian ideals and Nehru had support from uh, I don't know uh, uh, journalists in media who, who still uh, you know reminisce about those good old days when uh, India was non-aligned but quasi uh, trying to be a quasi-socialist uh, state enamored by Russia and stuff I mean come on yeah I mean yes it was it's it's really ridiculous and I think um, um, Sadana needed to be called out on that uh-huh. and um, that's what I did so, no, so something like it was it was the thing that you know this foreign minister is different she she actually talks to ordinary people how dare she you know, and to think that her foreign policy is just she has reduced herself to um, being a Twitter on Twitter desk and, um, uh, you know, uh, solving problems of people is really. No, no, hold on. So what? No, but it's really under. No, the, the idea is that she's not driving foreign policy, which I think is completely no, wrong. No, I wish she had spelled out what the hell is foreign policy. Yeah. Because see, ye, ye, ye jo hai na, going to Davos and addressing audiences and such, OK. Will India India can go to Davos and access? Uh, now I'm sound, sounding like a complete socialist, but seriously, India can go to Davos and uh, tell industrialists to invest in India. But till they actually uh, make economic conditions uh, favorable for India, no, no one. Everybody is going to say, "Wow, wow, बहुत अच्छा प्रदर्शन किया, ये किया, वो किया." I think you know whether same same thing with foreign policy that we can make and uh, let. I mean. Mr. Modi, what he did in Madison Square, it was a phenomenal event, right? But that alone cannot drive foreign policy. No, foreign policy is a mix of a lot of things. And I think um, uh, Sushma Swaraj is doing it wonderfully. And to um, allege that she does not enjoy the trust of her boss is, is was a cheap attack, I think. I mean, there is no reason that the most powerful prime minister of our kinds will have a foreign policy foreign minister that he does I, not have I, trust no, no. and i would love love for him to write an unbiased piece on rex tillerson and his legacy because trump they will all criticize but mr tillerson has the backing of exxon yes. so I, I want to see what the american enterprise institute fellow has, fellow to, has to say, has to say on it so yeah. an, an, an unbiased piece
unbiased piece i say yeah. on his legacy so uh, maybe i maybe uh, he was disappointed that sushma ji did not dance like mr tellerson did with saudi arabia they, <laughs> they danced there na no? yes they did they were sword dance ha sword dance i mean yeah but the sad part is sushma ji tum won't even be allowed to participate because <laughs> it was a guy, all guys of yeah yeah so anyways i think it's a uh, it's a good legacy that she is building yes there have been some ups and okay so first of all i i have to say that his the only point that i agreed with him on that was that the blow hot blow cold relationship with india and israel has to stop yes this this thing where i think what she got it wrong was where uh, she said uh, badruddin najbal vote for us or something that that was i think i think she that. meant it in, in jest cheek. i know i know i know she, she meant, meant it in, in jest no 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 but i i'm saying what she got it wrong was the vote yeah, in yeah. india should have abstained abstained yeah the real vote the real yeah. vote yeah, yeah. i'm not but saying, that's not entirely foreign that's pmo foreign policy nsa the entire of course thing. so uh, that is no but the bakta stuff with it yeah the bakta yeah so yeah of course so one can question those but, things yeah one can question those policy but to say that she doesn't have the trust of her boss maybe she does have the trust of her boss that's why she actually stayed silent and to say this. that she's not erudite honestly sushma swaraj is not erudite i find that very troubling uh, but but her response was awesome let the indian taxpayers decide exactly exactly yeah. so anyways uh, that's that uh, uh, that's our out little outburst yeah. <laughs> so uh, go, going 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 forward let's talk about moving forward let's talk a little bit about uh, the other news that dominated the week india and israel so uh, after uh, pm sharon ariel sharon uh, netanyahu is the first prime minister yeah and the last prime minister who, uh, of israel who came to india was an nda time ha uh-huh, well of course i mean upa skips israel so yeah. uh, again that ब्रिलियंट नेहरूवियन कंसेंसस पब्लिकली नहीं बोलेंगे कि हम इसराइल के साथ है बट प्राइवेटली प्राइवेटली थैंक गॉड यू गेट ऑल द हेल्प दैट वी वांट फ्रॉम देम या सो या दैट वाज इंटरेस्टिंग एंड सो ही इज हियर दे सपोज्ड टू डू अ रोड शो इन अहमदाबाद वी विल सी हाउ दैट गोस बेबी मोशे इज हियर फ्रॉम 2003 इफ यू रिमेंबर एट अटैक्स इन शबार हाउस एंड ही वाज जस्ट अ बेबी एट दैट टाइम बोथ हिज पेरेंट्स वर इल एंड द नैनी सेव्ड हिम द इंडियन नैनी सेव्ड द नरिमन हाउस अटैक Uh, Shabar House. Shabar House. Sorry. Yeah. Dreamland. So yeah. yeah. So he was uh, then uh, flown to Israel, where he lives with his mm. grandparents now. And when Prime Minister Modi went to um, Israel, he met him. And the Timurti Chowk was renamed after Haifa. Haifa. Yeah. Haifa. Yeah. So Prime Minister Modi met this boy, who is now a little boy, and um, so he invited him personally. And this time with Bibi Netanyahu, uh, Bibi Moshe, who's not a baby anymore, is a is a little boy, is a young boy, is. Uh, um also coming so a lot of emotional moments here and anyway when there are two ancient civilizations meeting there's there's always something different mm. you know the um <coughs> israel and india uh, go back a long 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 way and um india is the only place where there was no antisemitism ever and um israelis have always had friends and they have always lived jews have always lived happily in india um so it's it's the, a, the irony is right now there are uh, about the same amount of jews living in united states as and as in israel yeah. and there are pockets of us where antisemitism does exist but in india it does but in india it does not yeah there is absolutely no antisemitism in india because um, you know that yeah, no minority has been persecuted no minority has been persecuted so it is it's it's a, it's a wonderful moment i i hope we build on this i yeah. hope we build on this 
I hope. <coughs> and next podcast because he's just arrived and mm. I think he's sleeping right now. Tomorrow morning, I know there's a road show in Ahmedabad. Mm. Um, so we'll see how it goes, and in the next podcast, mm. we'll we'll be able to I'm talk about the meeting. I'm, I'm glad this is this is probably the. the best time uh, to visit amdavad during uttarakhand the skies are colored the atmosphere is something two festivals which have just gotten bigger and bigger with time and thank god for that yeah. uh, the gujarati youth around the world around the world are navratri and uttarakhand yeah and and i i know i'm going to be trolled for this but i'm going to say it no one does uttarakhand as good as amdavad okay so i believe you i've said it <laughs> i believe you and maybe the prime minister of india agrees with agrees me too agrees with you too yeah maybe, maybe i should i should send him a dm to feed mr nidaneo some khichdi <laughs> <laughs> i'll be trolled for that again so anyways uh, that's that uh, uh so uh, uh, so uh, let's end with the quint piece sunanda because mm. a lot of people have forgotten and this is the tragedy one should not forget the kind of rubbish that was there. so they published a piece where they said that about two raw officers or something talking about jadav and alleged alleged that jadav was a raw operative right in that he they said that um, yeah not just um, uh, <laughs> alleging that he was a spy also alleging that he was a bad spy and uh, some raw officers did not want him uh, two two were interviewed or something no 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 one was interviewed no one that's the whole point no one was no, no but did they say ha ah, of the record so of the record conversations were and then later it was found out chanda nandi his father was in um, raw it seems that he used his father's contacts you know dining table conversations um bedroom conversations or uh, dinner table conversations being used in a article and you and i both right i mean we would never do anything like that we have met people we talk to people off the record all the time but then there is some dignity we maintain we hear a lot of news if we were going to write everything that we hear I mean uh, we probably would get a lot of uh, quote unquote hits. hits but that's not what we are out for unless we are able to um, you know clarify what we are saying clarify. we are you know uh, provide um, any kind of proof to what we are saying we cannot go by hearsay oh, this, this, so this, this quint this. does always does this quint is just in the business of getting hits and it's it's pathetic i don't even call them journalists they're not even no so when raghav and what they did was they put the, indian government is going all out to save kulbushan jadhav by put doing this they put him in harm's way no no so the, the problem is there uh, well, first of all they got endorsement i mean they got plugged by not endorsement they got plugged by a pakistani official yeah you know, but the issue was <coughs> they endorsed is the right way uh, they, right they, Word, right, right. So they 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 said that they were rechecking it, the story, and then and they then took they it off the, without a. Which is the tra- worst thing is that they brought the story down. Then no, then they didn't apologize. No, uh, Raghav Behel, who plugged the story, should probably apologize the same way as well. Yeah, no. and and that's the rubbish. The thing, an editors' guild, which which starts giving press releases on everything, we condemn this, we can no word on Raghav yeah. Behel. Yeah. Again, uh, you know Rajdeep Sardesai, who keeps saying that oh, uh, people can't speak against owners and stuff like that, and uh, speaks about this Ambani Adani nexus yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Always, right? Well, Raghav, he's no longer participating, partnering with Raghav. Well, shouldn't he have condemned him publicly now? His, yeah. You know, this is the thing that yes. that's why I don't take journalists in India seriously, seen or the the, the left leaning journalists especially seriously, because they will not condemn the organization and the owner who pushed this story, or at least say that what happened was wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah. It's quite pathetic. Quite pathetic. So, anyways, that that's that. Uh, before we end, Sunanda, your recommendation this I week? I have a good recommendation this mm-hmm. week. There is a, on YouTube, there mm-hmm. is a channel called Hindi Kavita, which is mm-hmm. run by Manish Gupta. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm very fond of poetry, so I often listen to, um, watch it, and there are a lot of people who uh, recite one uh, poems there very well, uh, you know, really nicely. But there is this one poem that was re- uh, recited by um, uh, his Swanand Kirkire. Is that how you say his Swanand name? Kirkire. Swanand Kirkire. He's the uh, lyricist hmm. in a lot of new Hindi Parinita, movies, uh, and all that stuff. Idiots. Yes, he writes lyrics and very quality lyrics. So he actually recites a poem by Subhadra Kumari Chauhan. So if you remember Subhadra Kumari Chauhan, you remember Jansi um, Wali Rani, Khub Ladi Mardani. Wo to. But she had also written a poem called Jaliya Wala Bhag Mein Basant. So it's a poem about where the poet, uh, poet uh, Subhadra Kumari Chauhan is talking to Basant after telling him how you should come because remember kal chakra to chalta rehta hai mm. the after the massacre in jallianwala bag the seasons will still come right after mm. the winter the spring will also come so she talks to basant and tells him that now that you come to, when you come to jallianwala bag this is how you should come this is how you should gently come because i still get goosebumps when i talk about it young boys and girls have died here old men and women have died here this is you should come slowly don't make any noise yahan pe kaal hai it is so beautiful the way he sings it you should read that poem you should hear him say i'm getting goosebumps and i'm getting you know teary eyed jaliyan wala bag mein basant do listen to it it is um veer ras se bhari hui hai wo kavita it's just sudha kumari chauhan is probably one of the uh, india's most underrated poets yes and not many people talk about her i mean look at how beautiful janewala i mean jhansi wali rani is mm. i think jhansi wali rani is the entire legion of the entire popularity of rani lakshmi bai is because of that one poem mm. that one poem that could do to her and i, I mean how many of us have and if you have read the entire poem It, it brings, gives you, it gives you goosebumps. No, and uh, I have to say. And then there was also Kadamba ke Kadam Ma agar Kadamba ka peed hota main Ganga tere kuch you know kanha banke aata tere you know it's about a mother and a child where she imagines uh, her son to be Krishna. It's beautiful. She is. I think uh, the Subhadra Kumar uh, Chauhan was by the way a freedom fighter herself. Haha, absolutely. Mm. Uh, and she passed away a few years after the freedom struggle. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so there is a movie coming out with Kangana Ranaut, Mani Karnika on January. So I am hoping that they do justice to this poem, yeah. and I hope they don't omit stanzas because if they do, yeah, I'm going to outrage again on social yeah. media. You, the stanza that you, yeah, it's about the Sindhias. 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 Ne dosti kar li thi Angrezo se. Yeah, it's a beautiful poem. But do listen to this. Jaliya wala bag me basant. Nee, Vijay Rani aage chaldi ki aur Gwalior par kabza. Angrezo ke mitre ne jab chodi raadani thi, kub ladi mardani wo to jhansi wali Rani thi. So my recommendation this week was a movie that uh, I mean uh, it's gotten great reviews. I want to see called The Post by Steven Spielberg. Yes, I want to watch Tom that. Tom Hanks the, and Meryl I, I saw the poster. It looked. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I, the trailer itself. I, I saw some. Cl- trailer, yeah, 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 it's it's phenomenal. Some clips and mm-hmm. also I probably might catch it this weekend. But from what <clears throat> I have seen, uh, and this is kind of a. a little uh, a comedy thing that i would recommend there is a new show on tv uh, called uh, the young sheldon so basically there is a show you might have heard of called the big bang theory on cbs this with the head the lead character is sheldon cooper and uh, so 
and he's very goofy over intelligent right he went to high school when he was 9 college when yeah. he was 14 so this actually focuses on him going to high school uh, when he was 9 and his challenges in a very ultra conservative environment him being a completely scientific mind who doesn't believe in religion at all it's a funny funny show i mean you'll die laughing and especially for i mean there's this hilarious episode where it's shown uh, uh, you know he's not interested in football like nfl and stuff yeah. uh, or and but in tech so of course high school football is a big thing and his dad is a coach and but because he's so good at math he predicts probability and changes the school's football play uh, so that they win everything <laughs> based on pure mathematics and statistics yeah. because uh, but but anyways um so uh, that i thought was uh, that 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 was very funny but but also watch this film the post uh, by steven spielberg who doesn't direct quite often of late but w- one one quick thing i want to discuss sananda before we wrap up this podcast the go- you know this is a discussion that me and you had on uh, twitter about the golden globes and oprah speech yes and the me too moment mm. of course so one thing i have to point out here and this is where hollywood is way way different from the indian film industry is <clears throat> i'm not saying hypocrisy does not exist a lot of them probably knew about this and didn't open their mouths which is shocking and shameful but when it was out and stuff like that <laughs> the statements that were made uh the, the set macfarlane's opening statements you know yeah. uh, hello ladies and most of the men yeah. uh, and and stuff like that, that and and and, and, I, and i loved uh, his when he said that they were going to get ladies to host the golden globes but when they said it was in a high end hotel where a lot of white men would be attending and it was in a closed room well here i am <laughs> something like that so anyways was, yeah. they took but um let me put it this way you think Oprah's speech was good her struggle is phenomenal but you had some speech was also very the good. speech was excellent it excellent. was brilliant excellent. but you did have a, a slight note of criticism saying yeah because the was... speech in itself means nothing is right. there anybody more powerful than oprah um, right now in the entertainment american entertainment right. industry or has been powerful for last 20 years mm-hmm. and she has been friendly with harvey weinstein everyone knows there are pictures there are everyone does anybody in their right mind feel that she did not know what was happening that's rubbish <laughs> did meryl streep not know so i find meryl streep no, 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 stand no. also but, but, very oh, very that's um, the biggest hypocritical yeah. and and that's why i'm saying that it's almost ironic because i'm recommending a movie starring her to so, watch but which is Me- different no no which meryl is different streep no, 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 as a person and meryl streep as an actress yeah. i know i know that's why i'm making the distinction yeah, here yeah. that i'm a big fan of her as an actress I, i think she was brilliant in the iron lady where she played maggie thatcher mm-hmm. and the same here but I cannot go uh, say that the hypocrisy of her standing up when Roman Polanski received an Oscar standing yeah. ovation where he was accused he is ran away is you know yeah. because of the accusations yes, and stuff yes, yes, yes. he couldn't so even face yeah. them so that i find it extremely hypocritical. hypocritical so unless women who have already quote unquote made it don't stand up for women who are trying to <laughs> make stand, it don't stand up at the wrong occasion like yeah, they give a yeah, standing ovation in the academy or do not stand up for the women who are trying to make it this malaysia and, and, and quite frankly i i do sympathize when people say that oh the the actors who won did not make strong enough statements yeah. man in 40 years career you have because there you only have 35 to 40 yeah. seconds to say opera uh, weirdly got 9 minutes yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. usual you know i i don't think the time the lifetime achievement speed the cecil yeah. de mel 
award. Um, but uh, you get two and a half minutes to say you have to thank your creators, your family. Yeah. It's possible that you you can't you don't you know talk about make statements and stuff. But this was very interesting. One 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 thing was Natalie Portman. I think said that uh, all the five male domi- nominated for the best directors were, and then all the directors were like a little shocked. But anyways, True. let's hope that there is some course correction. Let's yeah. hope more people do uh, speak come out up. and speak up, speak and more up. people do help them when they speak up. Mm-hmm, when they yeah. do speak up. So with that, on that optimistic note, and uh, the, for on the hope of less hypocrisy, yeah. uh, and please do point out if. Uh, uh, our, our stand on this is wrong too. Mm, we'll try and clarify. Uh, this is Adit Kabadi and Sonanda Vashish signing off. Uh, may you guys have a great Uttarayan. Fly kites. Uh, Enjoy uh, yourself. Be safe. Don't cut your hands when you're uh, using and and eat lots of food. <laughs> Alright, till then, take care guys. <laughs>